2: Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and here to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean?
3: I'm still healthy.
2: You're still healthy. That's even more shocking yes. than having you feel healthy for one day Yes just to to catch everybody up. Jean was sick for a month um and you know, decided she had made thorough friends with her virus, and that it was time for the virus to go. And um, um, and she blames me for making her pay for having written and done a video about making friends with your virus. And I'm like, I what? I came up there and got you sick? I don't. I'm in Texas. I don't. I don't think you can pass germs over Skype, but I don't know.
3: I don't know, man. I've seen posts from all over the states and all over canada and and some even from south america about this particular cold that apparently lasts for 4 to 5 weeks and everybody has the same symptoms and it's just insane like that listening to these people's stories it's like wow you know they'll post did your eyeballs hurt cuz my eyeballs hurt started hurting on day like fourteen and I'm like, Yeah, man, like into my second week my eyeball started to hurt. So yeah, near the end of my second week. That's about day fourteen. Um it's 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 crazy, but uh, I've it's gotta be the same virus that people are catching 'cause and it lasts.
2: Yeah, Don't go away. You thought once or twice during the month that you were. You said, "I'm feeling better. This is. I got this thing. Yeah. I got this thing licked." And then I'd talk to you like 24 hours later, and you're. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's just. Um, I, I'm telling you, if you think you're feeling better, wait it out a couple of days and rest, 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 rest. Do not force yourself to go to work. Do not. Exhaust yourself, push yourself, and, and do all the things that we silly human beings do with regards to paying the bills, because yeah, I'm a mom. I do it too. Um just just rest.
2: And get some sea veg. Yes. yeah I, I definitely. have to just add to the banter that we did about sea veg last show that since then I have sent home some home with a friend of mine who had two broken ribs that were had the pain should have been gone, but they were still hurting her badly, and uh, and she'd been sick, and uh, and had had no motivation or energy for like sixty days, just didn't want to do anything. Would just like lay in the recliner and watch Netflix. And uh, uh, now she calls me today, so I gave this to her noon ish yesterday. Was it yesterday, or was it Monday? Yes. It, no, it was
3: yesterday, no, it was yesterday it was
2: noonish, it. and uh, so 24 hours later, calls me and says, "We're gonna start calling this C Speed," and I said, "No." She said, "Yeah, I've cleaned the baseboards this morning," and my and I said, "All that bending over?" And she said, "Yeah, my w- ribs feel great. I'm getting ready to go to a job interview." I'm like, "Okay."
3: I'm telling you, it's it's a miracle because I, again, four days ago, I couldn't drive a car. I couldn't, you know, I mean, I, the list of things I wasn't capable of doing four days ago is just insane. And to think that four days later, I'm booting around my house scrubbing floors. And I just, as someone with fibromyalgia, I cannot stress enough the miracle that this particular little gift to mankind is like it, it just, even if it works for you half as well as it has worked for me, it's still going to change your life.
2: And I, I have to say, if you listen to the show that we had with Scott Kennedy, uh, the sea farmer, uh, where he talks about sea veg, which is, it's sea vegetation. It's not concentrated chemicals and sprayed stuffs, but I have to say I've, I've, Come to see Scott as a friend. He actually was had some teenage years here in Houston. Went to some of the places that I did. We were teenagers in Houston about the same time. Just didn't run into each other. And um, uh, so he's a great guy, but he comes across a little over the top. It sounds when you listen to it. But mm-hmm. I would imagine that some people are starting to think that Gene and I sound over the top talking about this stuff. So I understand now why he sounds the way he sounds
3: um i you know what though rick i i swear i'm gonna because i am i'm the ultimate skeptic when it comes to my physical well-being and health because how many times have i gotten better and gotten sick again fibromyalgia is just one of those disorders that keeps knocking you back on your ass um so i i am the biggest skeptic of all time i'm going to test this thing out for a couple of weeks, and if in two weeks I'm still feeling as good and I haven't had a down day, because one of the things about fibro is you can have three or four fabulous, amazing, wonderful days, but you know eventually you're going to have a couple of days of exhaustion and, and no motivation and pain. and So I'm going to wait it out, but I'm telling you, if this stuff works the way I think it works, and it continues to work, then I will do a video for him and I will put it all over the bloody Internet because it it will save lives. It will save families. I mean, I know from having this disease for so many years, the strain that it puts on your family financially, emotionally, it just, you know, the the whole thing. And this is just one disorder. How many other disorders can it fix and cure? And, and
2: yeah, because Scott it got gives started. you hope. In 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 the researching uh, kelp and other seaweed, um, there's a blend of I think ten or nine in 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 sea veg uh, because his mother had multiple sclerosis. His mother had MS, and the doctors were, you know, telling her to go have some fun because you're going to die soon. And, and we um,
3: know we know from Dr. Terry Walls that all it takes is the proper nutrition to feed your cells, and that's what the sea veg does. It just does it in a condensed way. And it's simplified because you don't have to eat 10 tons of vegetables and all the right foods, which you should do anyways. Yes, we stress that. But for those of you who have trouble doing that,
1: particularly when you're sick,
2: how many times have you had your three cups of greens and three cups of colors and three cups of sulfur containing vegetables when you barely can get off the couch? You don't have to do
3: that because the preparation time is just too much. You just want to friggin'. Cup of soup, you know, like you're not going to eat. The sicker you are, the more crap you're going to put into your system because it's easier to eat crap than it is to eat good, healthy, solid, gonna save your life food. So unless you have somebody taking care of you, no, it's not going to happen. So here's here's an answer, and it's it's something I can stand behind as much as I stood behind Dr. Terry Walls and her gluten free diet and that getting me out of bed and to the point where I could go back to work. This sea veg has gotten me back to the point where I can go to work, probably work full-time and take care of my house and do the radio show and get back to writing. And that, to me, is a miracle. And it's nothing short of a miracle. It's a miracle.
2: And so you talked about, you know, right here on the show, that, you know, well, I found some things that have helped fix this and put this together so I can do this or I can do this or I can do this, but I want to do it all. I want it all. And Yes. Well, we took a break. And Scott Kennedy was our first show of 2013. It was like, here, happy New Year's. You want it all? Here it comes. And again, like she said, it, we are, I've only been taking this for 10 days. And uh, um, Jennifer for less than 48 hours. Um, so we, we will be our skeptical selves and continue to watch to make sure. Uh,
3: Absolutely. And,
2: but uh it certainly appears to be doing some miraculous things, and it it's good on the animals. It's good. Chico stood and ate his food at the bowl. My dog stood and ate her food at the bowl. She used to pick it up one piece. And well, my dog won't eat the their house. food
3: now unless I put it on.
1: Yeah, the yeah.
3: Food. So you know, I've got my daughter. I've got my daughter on it. My husband comes back from trucking tonight. At some point, he's going to be put on it, and I am going to be carefully carefully monitoring this because I know that you know our listener base relies on us to bring them truth, and we've always said that we will be truthful and honest, and we will stand. That's the whole point to the show is to stand on the truth of our being. So I will test this to the best of my ability, and I will tell you people if it works or not. And if it doesn't work, at some point if it fails me. I will tell you, but if it doesn't fail me, then I'm going to tell the I'm going to tell as many people as I can about this thing because. I just the idea that it could change, give me back my life is to me just, I don't even have words and I'm a wordsmith. So, um, yeah, say now I'm saying that. Speaking of wordsmiths,
2: wordsmiths and words and patience test. That's so a there's 11 <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's 11 minutes, it's a good number 11. Um, yes, and um, uh, it's almost 12, 11. No, no, it's because it's a double one, or I don't know, but we do. We, we have a wonderful guest with us who has passed her patient's test with flying colors, um, and uh, uh, so we would like to uh, to get on with it because I think this is going to be just an exciting show tonight. We have with us author of contemporary fiction, Christine Nolfi. Christine, how are you?
1: Hi, Rick. Hi, Gene. Thank you for the invitation to come on Everyday Connection. I've been looking forward to this.
2: No, we're That's excited awesome. to have you.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I understand that Jean has a question that she asks us at the beginning of each show. I'm I'm dying to hear what this question is.
2: See, see, there, people. We, we tell you people that we get in trouble, and we tried to change the question but, but, once. And, Did and get you in haven't trouble? told
1: me. They I have reject. no idea what it is, and I cannot wait to hear it. It's a really simple question,
3: but we've had some miraculously complex and, and beautiful answers come out of it. So um, who on earth are you
1: and what do you do? Oh Gosh, who on earth am I and what do I do? I think I'm someone who tries to bring beauty into the world and I'm also a very proud mother and actually a newlywed. I, I remarried last August.
2: Oh, now there's a surprise. Didn't know that one. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. Barry, if you're listening, honey, I just let, let this cat out of the bag.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> I meant to yeah. call your mom. <laughs> you mom.
1: You can find love in your 50s, and we did.
2: Oh, good, because I just turned 50 <laughs> seven days ago, one week ago today. I was well,
1: happy birthday.
2: Ha- having the half century mark.
1: Well, I hit 54 on January 28th, so, you know, you're a kid, Rick.
2: Ah, well, thank you. That's always <sighs> nice, to...
1: Yeah,
3: you're wow. still young. young I'm still in
2: <laughs> Yeah, she's the kid.
3: How old are you, Jean? I'm only 36. Oh, you're a baby. I am. You have so your still whole life ahead of you.
2: So that's baby Jean up there. And, uh thank you.
3: I do have my whole life ahead of me, and it's it's looking like it's going to be a freaking amazing one. So uh, there you go.
1: <laughs> it, it is That's how bad it.
3: Eh?
2: Well, you've had some pretty amazing life up to now yeah. with the oh, pain I and have. the difficulties, and and uh, so I can't imagine we get you we get you all health healthed up, set a term healthed up healed up healed up. That's it. I knew there was a word in there somewhere.
1: Mm. Well, Jean, I hope you're feeling better now. I, I can't believe you had a virus for a month. That's terrible.
3: It's actually, um, we're not sure if it's all virus. It might be mold on the lungs because the treatments that I'm using are for both bronchitis and for mold on the lungs, and it seems to be working. But I'm also taking this supplement, and since taking this sea veg supplement, that's what's really made the difference. I mean, the treatments were working, but they were taking a long time, um, and the sea veg has made a huge difference. And really honestly, sweetie, having a virus for for a month is for somebody who has fibromyalgia, it's kind of just another pain in your butt. You know what I mean? Like it's
2: Well, yeah. and fibromyalgia keeps you has kept you sort of at the edge of your immunity, so if something comes along, you get yeah. whacked.
3: Yeah. Oh, I get whacked. That hard. I, yeah. Absolutely. But but um you know, I I refuse to believe that there is no cure for it. Just like I refuse to believe that there's no cure for for MS and and cancer and um and I I will continue. I will continue to push to find things that work and to share them with people because I I don't believe it, that illness is an acceptable part of our reality any longer. I don't think we should have to accept it. I don't think that there's ever a time when a human being should have to choose between um, between having a full life and having a job that, that pays the bills and having the energy to do everything that they want to do and still work full time and enjoy their family and follow their passions. I believe that human beings have the capacity to do that. We have it within us to be able to do all of that and so much more, and um, I'll do whatever I can to help people figure that out because I I won't accept illness for myself for the rest of my life, and I don't expect anybody else to accept it either.
1: I I think you hit on one thing when you were talking about it: as much fresh foods as you can get into your diet. Our, our diets are so processed, and uh, not mine. I'm I'm a big uh, fanatic about you know fresh foods as many. Raw foods that you can eat, but uh, that's it, such a huge part of it because we live in a fast food society. It's it's not healthy, and we become sicker and sicker because of it. So the more you know, the more fresh foods in your diet, the stronger you can make your body. I I, I agree with you. I absolutely think no yeah. one should have to be uh, ill.
2: We had uh, uh, the good doctor on, gosh, a while ago now, a year ago, Jean? I guess mm-hmm. it was a year ago because oh. I went on her diet in January last year. And yeah. uh, uh, her, she recovered from MS, and she did it in, in, rather than seaweed for her fresh nature-provided raw vitamins. She went with what she could get where she was, uh, vegetables, and came up with this recipe for if you have three cups of greens, dark greens, leafy greens, three cups of color, which can be berries or colored vegetables, but brightly colored fruits, if it's fruits. And uh, then three cups of sulfur-containing vegetables, which is more or less the cruciferous guys. Um, and she was in a power-tilt wheelchair and was never expected to ride. You know, she was expected to only get out of that to get into a hospital bed to die. And oh. now, now she rides her bike five miles to work every day. And that's well, all she you know, did was change her diet. She's a doctor. She was convinced she was going to die. She was just trying to make it a little less ugly and got all better.
1: Rick, when I'm in the middle of uh, working on a novel, you know, a 400-page book can take uh, several years to finish, and it, it, it sometimes it feels like it's an endurance test. By the time I get to the middle of a novel, I've written 200 pages, and I know I have 200 to go, I, I turn, my diet kind of flips. If I get up at 5 in the morning to begin writing, I'm probably eating vegetables and salmon for breakfast, which... Completely, completely freaks out my family. But but I begin to get very serious about eating the foods that I know my body and brain need to go the distance. And and then I get very funny about what you're talking about. A lot of color. I make sure I'm eating a lot of uh, colorful fruits and vegetables. I switch my diet around to ensure that I can write as well as I want to write. It's almost like being in the Marines is what I tell people. I feel like you know you're in boot camp you join the Marines, if you're going to get through 400 pages and and write something gorgeous that people will want to read, you have to take care of yourself physically to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, when Jane wrote wrote some of her books, she had to have somebody else take care of her because she would write for six hours and not eat or nothing.
3: And yet it's interesting that she mentions it because if I look back on all three books – the one that was done the quickest and most efficiently and um, was least painful and and least hard on my body was the one that was mostly written in the Philippines where I was eating fresh fruit. That was almost my whole entire staple diet was fish and fresh, fresh fruit. That's, there you go. And that's, that's exactly all what your
1: body needs. If you listen to, if you go to a writer's conference, and this sort of thing is, has always upset me, sometimes it's almost like there's a, a subtle competition on how much we abuse ourselves for our, our art. You know, I, I stayed up until five in the morning writing and I, I drank.
2: And took a case of coffee. whiskey to do that. Yeah.
1: And I, yeah, I had to drink a case of whiskey to get that book done. And it's, there's, there's a disconnect because your art cannot be benefited from abusing yourself. If, if you're not taking care of your physical body, how can any sort of spirit come through in what you write? So, so it's almost as if it's upside down. In in truth, someone who wants to create and create well and connect to other people, you have to begin by taking care of yourself.
2: It's almost backwards. Some, it's something, almost backwards. something on Earth backwards.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Shocking. <I> mean, absolutely. <laughs> but but the whole notion that that to be an artist, you must somehow destroy yourself. Where did that nonsense come from?
2: Oh, right. Just, I think that should go well, on the I, same I trash Charlie, heap it, it, as the he, artist he, should have no money. That
1: Exactly.
3: Yeah, right. yeah. And uh, along the same lines of in order to be a good person, you have to continually give without ever receiving. It's, Which is It's nonsense. all the same. It's all the same b s it all comes from the same place. It was a place of fear we lived in it for hundreds of years. we're done with that now, you know, and i think I think that just the fact that we're sitting here having conversation about it, and we've we don't know you from a hole in the ground, really, to be quite honest, you know, we just met you tonight um and yet we're we're all coming from the same place and all understanding the importance of feeding the the body properly so that we can express the soul.
1: Exactly. And if you um, can't honor your body, more, you can't reach
3: your and more soul. More and more people are getting it.
1: That's I'm exactly sorry, it.
3: it. And more yeah, and more it, people it. are finally, you know, they're they're understanding, they're getting it, and it's it's becoming commonplace now. And that to me is super exciting.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it, it, I don't think it's commonplace yet because I just read a statistic, something like 40% of Americans are overweight. You, you know, we have to stop punishing ourselves. We have to begin honoring who we are, and part of honoring yourself is taking care of yourself.
2: Yeah, I don't want to see any more media headlines that say, America's fat. Look, <laughs> that just, just not helpful, guys, okay? Really. Wow. Write some articles well, about well, the the the, the – the, there, there is a sea change, and, and it always starts, like every wave, it starts with a few drops of water. But there's more and more people from diverse walks of life come on our show, among many others, I'm sure. And, you know, we end up having to, like, work to talk about their products because we end up talking about, you know, the if you don't – well, and if you don't take care of your body, then your mind and your spirit can't you, – it's a three-way deal, folks. It you can't does. deny one and, you know, do the other and um, – uh, or at least not do it in the full blossoming that you could. You know, yeah. the, gone are the days of sitting in our monk's cell with our whip, whipping ourselves. This is really yeah. – please, people, come on. Where did that come yeah. from? Did you <laughs> You're cut that good, out? a
1: wonderful human being. If, if it takes staring in a mirror, telling yourself that you're wonderful and gifted, and that you love you, you know, it, it's easy for us to give other people affection. And why is it hard for us to give ourselves affection? To say, "Hey, you're wonderful," you know, you're you're trying hard, you're doing a good job. It, it, we can do that with each other, but we we tend to hesitate with ourselves, and we shouldn't.
2: And I, I tell you, somebody that has. Well, some, several, somebodies, and more that we have to come in the upcoming year, folks that have really demonstrated to me uh, that to, together in a spirit are some of the guests we've had from the Philippines on the show.
1: Yes, we we have to talk about the Philippines, Gene. You and I have a connection. <laughs> We really I, well, do, because it, and I, yes, I think a lot the, of the I,
3: stuff that you and I are both talking about having learned is, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that some of that came from immersing yourself for a short or long period of time in that culture and, and learning some truths about our world that we just don't naturally we, learn here in Western civilization.
1: But I, I consider my trip to the Philippines a moment of absolute grace. That, that's the only way Absolutely. I can describe it. I, I have the life before I led and then the life that once I walked up those steps of that shelter and met my four kids and then the life I've had since then. I, to me, the Philippines is it, a complete opening up of my life. It's the to- it, I, ex- 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 exactly that.
3: And I've been waiting, 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 waiting for like a year and a half. How long have we been doing this show now? A year and a half to get a guest on here who would finally be able to say that, and not have it be me saying it. But I've been saying the same thing for since I since and, I got back the first time. It changed then you my chose life. And the
2: word, it, it was changed. a moment of pure grace.
1: Yes, it really was. It
2: was a moment of going home to heaven for Jane. Really. it it was,
1: it was for me too. Absolutely. I know I, I it was a moment of truth doesn't... for me.
2: Yeah. Well, okay, a moment of truth, a moment of...
3: Going home to heaven was something entirely different. It It was a moment of truth for me. It was a moment... Honestly, it was the moment that I finally was able to look in the mirror and choose what of what I was seeing in that reflection that I would carry forward with me into the rest of my life. And those kids over there in the Philippines... They taught me that. They gave me that. That's that's the gift that they gave to me before I left their country.
1: I've always telling people when they say your kids are so lucky that you adopted them. My answer to that is, I'm so blessed that I got my kids. You know, it, it, everybody has it backwards. I, I'm the lucky one that you know through a series of accidents I became a parent because I was at the point in my life where I really was. I had had a rule that if I reached age 38 and had not had children, I I had to give up on trying to adopt because I would be too old to even learn how to to do all of that after being a a businesswoman for that many years. And uh, during my uh, 37th year, I missed a deadline uh, for a company. I had a PR firm back then. And I had to rush the uh, press release over to the uh, president's house, and his wife opened the door and out spilled all these Filipino kids. And it, it turned out that the that the uh man who owned the company, he and his wife had um struck it rich and they were very good people and so what did they do with their money? They kept adopting children. So they they gave me the information on how you can adopt from the Philippines and uh one year later I was in Cebu and um, you know, walking up the steps of the children's shelter to meet my four kids. And and that was quite a change, going from no children to four children. <laughs> But, you know, wow. it, it, was, I, I... <laughs> it, it was it was a, a sea change for me. I, I closed my PR firm. That's when I started writing uh, fiction full time, although it would be uh, several years before I could uh, complete a, a novel because, you know, obviously just taking care of the kids. But it was really, it, it it was like the before life and then the after once I became a parent so close to middle age, which I never dreamed would happen.
3: And and you say it's a series of random circumstances. So, But I, what I, I I'm don't think thinking... it was
1: random. I I think that it was spirit guiding my life. I don't think it was random at all. Absolutely, I, I think... and I want to
3: talk some more about that. Um, Rick, do you want to take a quick break, buddy? And then we'll come back and we'll talk about synchronicities. We
2: changing can do that. Life synchronicities changing your life in the Philippines. And that now I know two people that that have the calendar of their life in BP and AP before Philippines yeah. and after Philippines. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jean's just beside herself to have somebody verify that she's not insane for our listening no, audience. No,
1: you're not at
3: I've <laughs> been telling people this since 2009 when I got back, and I just, it's so nice to hear somebody having taken the same journey to the same country and, and it being children that were the catalyst for yeah.
2: children for in, in, a new in a understanding
3: home,
2: of children with
3: of next what to nothing love and life
2: needs yeah next it's it's children incredible. with next to nothing that were also very wealthy i put it that way
0: yeah um
2: good good solid wealth that nobody can take away from you type of wealth Yes, yeah
1: so the spirit wealth
2: some of that everyday connection actually yeah.
1: um
2: so i Jolene's age of aquarius i think jean Sure: the, the new version?: No, Sure.: Sounds Even like funny?
3: an AP song.:
2: Sounds like an AP song, and uh, because like we we'll hopefully get to do Earth Song later, but we haven't played Aquarius in a while, and I thought we would. So right. we'll be back in about four minutes, folks. Stay with us.
3: Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point to set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, brought by EverydayConnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
2: Everybody, that was our dear friend Jolene, J O E L E E N, and her uh, website is joleneworld.com, uh, and she does amazing stuff with her music and the. She
3: does. You can also. Unicef um, program. Want to find her? Um, she 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 would love it if you would Google Jolene Unicef.
2: Absolutely. Jolene for Unicef. And. Uh, um.
3: Because she's doing some incredible stuff. We yeah, some for music.
2: Yeah, we find the most awesome people. We really do. It's so cool. Well, they kind of find us. It is. <laughs> this
3: is true. This is true. So, a random series of synchronistic events led you to a life change that just happened to occur in the Philippines.
1: Yes, just just but but That's I know never... so
3: awesome.
1: I, I don't believe in coincidence. I, I've, I've had too many uh, instances in my life where beautiful things unfold, sometimes from from the hardest and most difficult circumstances. And I've, I've learned just to uh, roll with it—that it happens. If you if you put good intention out there, good things will happen, even if sometimes you go through very difficult things. And I, I think with my with my children, I had pretty much uh, had made peace with the universe that if I'm not meant to be a mother. There are lots of ways to mother uh people and to to give that kind of support. And I think the fact that I'd given up on it maybe released something and then that put everything into motion. And then suddenly one year later, boom, I not only was a mother, I had four kids. Zero to 4 at the speed of light. So
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a yeah. blows and your the- hair back a little like the 0 to 60 thing. <laughs>
1: Well, and I I closed my PR firm, and I I thought, you know, I can go from being a businesswoman to a mother, and I I didn't know the first thing. I didn't know when kids have their vaccinations, or I I just figured I could learn it. You know, I I wasn't stupid, and uh, the kids had so many health problems uh, going in because they'd suffered uh, malnutrition and a, a lot of abuse, a lot of neglect, but if you saw my kids today, uh, my oldest daughter, Christian, just graduated from college. Uh, actually, she just got a, her new job uh, yesterday, first job out of college. Uh, two others are in college, and the baby's about to graduate from high school. So if you saw them today, you wouldn't even know that they had been through all the difficulties they'd experienced. So it is amazing how, you know, enough love, enough patience, and things, things work out really well.
2: Oh and it is um uh, you know, we we may say, well, random synchronicities is the term we like to use rather than coincidences because we don't believe in coincidence either. And um uh, uh, and it's amazing uh, to me and to us the all the journeys that our folks have taken. Um uh, it uh it's funny I was on another uh, a friend's radio show, her first ever radio show, this morning, and and I said, I said, yeah, we're having a nice change of pace. We're having a fiction author on, and uh, I said, but we'll end up talking about the same thing we always talk about. We always do.
1: <laughs> we always do. It just is what
2: this is the subject, and and um, uh, because we run the show that that way, really. We we meet our people through synchronicities, and and uh, so it's it it really is a. It has taken me a while, but it's kind of a workable way of going about things. Although it oh, seems a little like going downhill without your hands on the handlebars of the bike, but that's just at first.
1: But I, I think if you if you learn to let go and and you know whatever happens happens, you're opening yourself up for more good things to happen. I I think I think it's easy for us to go through life defensive or suspicious or You know, what is that person's ulterior motive? I I try to walk into relationships uh, with my heart wide open. It's hard to do sometimes because, you know, you just aren't aren't sure if if you'll be hurt. But not just with my kids. I've noticed this with my writing. A lot of um, amazing authors that I have met in the last couple of years just by putting out uh, good intention and You don't know who you'll meet. Right now I'm working with a group of authors, and we're starting uh, a new program called Best Selling Reads, where we're trying to bring the best uh, independent authors before the public. And I'll tell you, Rick, Jean, it's surprising the wonderful people that you just bump into on the Internet, and that's how we formed this group was just meeting through social media. And we're putting together a a bunch of amazing authors. But, again, is it random? That's exciting
3: as an author who's yeah, independently it, published. Um how do you get involved
1: with that? Like, well, we 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 just the first um if you go on uh, bestsellingreads.com, you'll see the website that we're building right now. We we started with about 35 authors and um we're trying to figure out now how do we expand this because we can't handle 10,000 authors. So we're trying to put together a process of uh how do we how do we bring authors into this? And up to now, Gene, it's it's almost been as if the authors that should be there find us, and some of the talent is amazing.
2: Imagine that.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's the same thing as with adopting my kids. I I think if you put good intention out there, good people come into your life. It, Have you noticed that in your lives that the, the, people the still
2: people don't still don't believe us when we say repeatedly that we do not plan the show, we don't plan the questions. We don't plan the conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't plan the guests. They just find us.
3: They're,
1: they're, I mean, and, sometimes
2: and I, sometimes we initiate contact, but it's because they crossed our path one where Synchronicity comes in lots of flavors, but it's always synchronicity. I, we've never been like, you know, I, maybe when we first started, we chased one or two guests, but we haven't done that since then.
3: I think I think what's really interesting about it is that it's it's not just about having, you know, the right guest on for the show. It's always been that the right guest has come on at just the right moment. And we like Rick said, we don't plan our schedule. I mean, we throw a couple of random dates out to people who approach us, and they choose the date, um, and we don't necessarily plan to have, you know, a specific person on a specific date. And We've had some really intense, synchronistic occurrences just doing the show by having the right guest on at just the right time,
1: that's, that's, and it's
3: and- al- almost always in alignment with something that's going on worldwide.
1: I, again, I, I think it's you're putting good intention out there, and, and so things align the way that they should align. And, and I think that's true in everyone's life. If you if you keep yourself open, sometimes it's a matter of, of just being more aware of what comes into your environment.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think very... we all
1: have, have magic in our lives, and, and it's easy to miss the magic if you're not looking for it.
2: Yeah, because sometimes it can be subtle.
1: Yes it's always
2: there and and definite but it can be kind of subtle and if you're i would say if you're busy worrying you'll miss it
1: yes yes if, if you're if you're worrying you're either in the past or the future you're not living in the present if if you're if you're actually aware of your environment right now then you're in the present but worry involves either looking ahead looking behind and you're not living your life then you're you're trying to live something that already occurred or something that will occur And all that matters is right now.
2: Absolutely. And that, to me, is the biggest thing for health, the biggest thing for guidance, the biggest thing for intuition, the biggest thing for whatever you want to do. Because that's your address is where you are now. But if you're in your head off in the future or back in the past or your body is sitting there going, I hope. She comes back someday. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and how do you, what, it, your body's going to work optimally and process everything perfectly and handle all these toxins and do all this stuff when the driver's not in the car?
1: Yes, yeah, and it won't, it, your body can't. And, and you can't find joy in the past or in the future. It, it only exists right now at this moment. That's the only time we can access happiness, is if we actually live the moment that we're living in.
2: There it
3: is.
1: It's ab- absolutely true.
3: It's absolutely true. Um, it, I, you know, and nothing, nothing taught me that more than, than going through those synchronicities on my way to the Philippines. And it's, it's just fascinating to me that you're here tonight. Um so why did you end you up
1: know, in the Philippines? What, what is it that happened that brought you there?
3: God, it's such a crazy story. Okay, I can't, I can't tell you the whole tale right now. I am gonna send you or Rick, actually, because he's got your email. He's going to send you all three of my books. Um, But the entire trip to the Philippines and everything that led me there was documented in my first novel, which was entitled Truth. Um, And I documented the entire journey, including all the synchronicities. And then I published it as fiction because... Those of us who actually witnessed this going on during, you know, at the time that it was going on, some of these synchronicities were so intense, so off the wall, so what you would consider in a normal society, I guess, or what we've believed to be normal society until recently, would consider some of it to be borderline insanity. Um, I published this fiction because we didn't believe that anybody would believe it. <laughs>
1: Now
3: you've really taken my interest. It was it was such a crazy journey, but I'm telling you what what really catches me is is you saying that you have to just open yourself up to it and you have to let go. Yeah,
0: and you, you said really that
3: do. you came to peace, right? So what set me off on this journey of synchronicities that ultimately led me to the Philippines and led me to meet this group of children who ultimately changed my outlook on everything about life. And brought me back here as an author who's really interested in just uplifting, inspiring, and, and telling the world how awesome it is. Um, what triggered that was me lying in bed for a few days just going, okay, you know, I, I, I get it. But I don't know what you want me to do. I'll do it. But you gotta you got to take me there. Because something been telling me for so long that what the direction that i was going in wasn't right for me and every time i tried to do something it wouldn't work out so i finally just i finally just lay in my bed at night and and for about a week i just prayed and said okay i get it you know I, but help me help me go where i'm supposed to go and it wasn't until it wasn't until a night where i finally said okay you know whatever it is that i'm supposed to do if you help me if you guide me if you show me the signs that i need to see I will do whatever I have to do. I'll give up what I have to give up. I'll go in the direction I have to go. Whatever it is, just you know, I will give as best. much as I get. And it was the next day that I knew I had to quit my job. I literally went into work the next day and quit my job. And my boss wouldn't let me quit. He put me on a three three month sabbatical. Oh, that's so amazing. Nice. He wouldn't let me quit. He's like, I'm not. He said, Yeah, go valuable. do the thing.
1: Yeah. So he, no, he was he, supportive of it.
3: Yeah, he totally, Every everybody, as insane as the journey seemed at the time, because I just randomly picked up and went to the Philippines, left my boyfriend, left my daughter, left everything, and just went to the Philippines, not knowing why I was We're going, not, other than yeah. that I was great about it. I knew I was writing a book, but I didn't know on what, um, you know, all I knew is that I had to go, and... You would think if somebody told you as, you know, a friend, I have to quit my job, I have to go to the Philippines, and I have to write a book. Well, what's the book about? I don't know. I don't know how many people well, I why told do you that
2: have to. F- why do you have to go to the Philippines? I don't know. Why
3: does it have to go to the Philippines?
1: I don't know. What you're talking about is passion, and I, I hope people are listening to this. If you have a, a passion, something that you feel driven to do, whether it's art or how Jean's saying she had to go to the Philippines, if there's something that, that just captured your imagination, that's the universe telling you to go for it, whatever it is.
2: However, crazy and, it might seem.
1: Yes, and don't worry about how. There were people that looked at me and said, You are going to adopt four kids? Are, are you crazy? And you know yeah, what? But it that's made the thing nuts for my life. That's and the thing. Nobody, Nobody
3: told me I was nuts. Every single person I talked to thought it was the greatest idea I'd ever had, and I should go for it. So you were well, getting all the encouragement.
2: You how said, you show me the so signs unexpected. I need to see. Maybe those were the signs you needed to see.
3: Yeah, maybe those
1: were the signs that you needed.
2: Absolutely.
1: I mean, there were
3: so many signs. There were so many signs. If you read the first half of truth, it's all about synchronicities and all the signs. I remember my boyfriend at the time, we were walking through the mall having a conversation about a Stephen King um, novel that he had just read and it was synchronistic with what some of the stuff that was going on and um he just he looked at me and he said i don't he said i see it i see it happening to you i understand it i know it's the truth i know it's real because i'm watching it i it it, i just can't believe it could ever happen to me you know how, how do you how do you do that and i said well you know how do you, where do the signs come from you know how do i get that and i said well it's not like god's going to write a sign for you in the cloud
1: right but you, well, you have to keep your eyes open for the little things yeah and it's and those little things lead to bigger things i think sometimes people expect uh something you know if i open myself up something will happen and my entire life will change overnight and you know your your entire life changing overnight may not be the best thing that can happen Sometimes it's a series of smaller events that lead to something big and wonderful over time, and people have to be aware that the baby steps, you know, anybody who wants to be a writer, who wants to write a novel, who says, this is what I want to do as a career, well, you don't get that overnight. You have to learn the baby steps of how to write, how to put it together, how to go from a short story to a long novel, how to edit, you know, and then the the entire process of publishing it. Those are a series of baby steps that can lead to greatness.
2: And, and they're so all a series of that they, they can be from your a person's viewpoint uh, point of view. Those are this these things you're talking about that are the wonderful stepping stones, and we're so grand. That's what also can be people's list of why they can't do their dream. Is I don't know how to write a book, and I don't know how to do a blog, and I don't know how to do a website, and I I, I, I don't know. And those are the but fun the adventures. But the
3: people will come along and that will show you how. That's exactly. the thing. I mean, all exactly. you have to do you open is open yourself up. To say, yes. People uh, will want people come, to do that. along. People will come along and they will help you publish. They will help you edit. And they will help you. They will offer to translate your novel for you into different languages. Yeah. They
2: will just You be don't have to there. figure out what's how you're going to handle this this thing that you're certain is going to come along in 2 years now. You don't have to figure that out.
1: No, not I just tell worry people about
2: now. all the time if you're laying on them if you're laid up in the bed and 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 you're scared that you can't get out of the bed because it's going to hurt and this and that and the other thing. Sometimes the only guidance you get at that point is get up.
1: Yes, and and that may be the greatest event of your life at that moment because those baby steps, those stepping stones lead to something bigger.
2: Right. And 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 every one of those steps leads to the next step even though you may not have known what it was when you took the first step. The second step will be there. It just you just kind of got to go.
1: Yes, you just have to go. Take, believe in the stepping stones. T- you know, step on the first one and then the next one will arrive. Well what is that saying? Uh leap in the net will appear? Yeah. And that is, that is <laughs> so true. And Fly so the to the way, Philippines
2: and, it, and the and the ins- inspirational children will appear.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah and, it, and and they did. Like it and it just there, <laughs> if if there's one thing that I was struck by when I was in the Philippines, it it was how so many people there were genuinely happy, and they had absolutely yeah. none of the things that we think you need for happiness—the big house, the great car—you know, all the all the junk and excess that we think we need in our lives and that these things denote happiness—and and they don't. I've the, the, the stuff you own not make you happy. I've never met a, a people
3: who are just naturally in a state of appreciation and grace as much as the Filipino people, reminding our listeners that the Filipino people have so much more to complain about, whine about, bitch about, chew about, be afraid of than we do here Yet they maintain this, and you use the word, and it's a perfect word to describe the Filipino people, grace. They maintain this state of grace that is unlike anything I've ever witnessed in any other human being. And to see it in such large numbers and on such a grand scale and in such contrast to the poverty and the challenges.
1: Yes. And the oppression. All, the, all the things that we think you have to have and yet they don't have those things and they find a level of happiness that you know many people in the western world struggle to try to reach
2: and, and, so, and so
1: why is that? maybe it's because they aren't buried under all the materialism that we have been buried under there's
3: a scene in the Philippines and I can't remember how to say it in Tagalog but uh, it's basic meaning is um, is if it's God's will. And they literally live their lives based on two things. Family and faith. And the two are so intricately intertwined that you can't separate them. Family and faith go together. They are united. And this,
2: this faith. And
3: that is the, the core strength of the Filipino people is, is that. It's the, the family faith, and the faith.
2: Faith to follow your heart too. Uh yeah one of our most amazing, everything
3: will be okay. I'm always okay.
2: Filipino guests was a uh college student upper middle class uh comfortable Rich you know, kid Bills pit, yeah for certainly someone did his laundry and cleaned his room and you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff at home with his parents and he decided that he needed to move to a garbage dump for a while
3: he went and lived on Smoky Mountain. Can you believe that? He lived in Smoky Mountain, um, moved into Smoky Mountain, lived with the people there, and then started a education supplementation program.
1: Well, you know that that Supplement- brings up another point. If, if you're trying to find happiness in your life, I think at some point you have to realize uh, putting yourself in service to others uh, brings a level of joy that just Trying to get things for yourself can never can never bring and if if we all live with a spirit of being in service to each other imagine the world will build you know if, yeah, if, if as every, they
2: say if you if you feel down, cheer somebody else up
1: yes absolutely when when I go out just on every day i try to i try to bring someone a little happiness you know if you're in a store, compliment someone's hair or tell tell the shopkeeper that she, you know her dress looks great sometimes those little uh, niceties that we can dole out in the day can really brighten someone else's life in, in you know, in way, Smile it at a stranger. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I keep telling this, people, especially.
2: Sorry. Go ahead, Rick. I, well, I, I, one of my favorite ones, it was at the mall here, not far from my house and, and this decrepit looking fellow, you know, uh, was going to walk across in front of my car and the light was red. Uh, but you know, he still kind of looked at me and I didn't just nod at him or look away. I smiled a big smile and, and waved him across. And I swear he was shocked. He was like shocked, stunned, couldn't move for a moment.
1: Right. He, How could he be so shocked. nice to me? I, you don't know me.
2: And, and you know, everybody treats me like garbage cause I look like garbage, you know, and, and, uh, and he's not. And he's not. He's a as bright a light of a human being as any of the rest of us. And you would, you just get an army of people to go smile at people. You could change the world.
1: Yeah, and, you really uh,
2: can. Uh, so make that everyday connection. It, it, somewhere, some place during your day, you'll feel it. You'll know. After a while, it's easy to tell, but it's that everyday connection. It's that every moment-to-moment connection with your guidance, and it says, hey, pull over and go in that store. And you're like, I've never gone in. I've thought about going in there, but what is it? And you go in there, you meet somebody, there's a book on top of the thing, falls off the shelf, whatever. There can be so many reasons, and sometimes you don't even know.
1: And and you don't know the ripple effect that it'll have. You can walk into that store, you can brighten someone's day you can walk away and that person may turn around and brighten five other people's day you just you just that's one of the reasons why i love writing fiction is I, I, I'll, a reader will send me an email you know two years after i've written a book and say that you know this was wonderful i was i i was in a bad place in my life and i picked up one of your novels and it just made me feel better about people and and that's why that's why you create art that you want to bring something beautiful into someone else's life I'm sure Jean feels the same way. You, you just don't know how your words will touch someone.
3: You never know how far the ripples of your compassion will spread. And in saying that, I remind all artists out there musicians, writers, painters um, your passion artistically is also your compassion to mankind because your ability to create is also your ability to bring joy. And at times, light and laughter into the lives of perfect strangers to touch the hearts and souls of people you may never be honored enough to meet in person. There is no greater gift than that. And, you know, I, I'm, I think my biggest lesson on this journey has been in how many different ways. You can do that because, yes, I've written a couple novels, and, yes, I paint. But I've discovered through doing the radio show that there's so many different me- methods of, well, of and, and sharing every... that joy and bringing that into other there
2: people's is, lives. You There's a incredible. little more than 7 billion of them right now. That's, there's as many methods as there are people.
1: <laughs> well, and, and if you look at every person on the planet, we're, at, at the base level, we're all artists. Everybody has some sort of artistic gift. And, you know, it might be the woman at the uh, church luncheon who is the best cook in the county, and she's bringing so much joy because she's able to bake all these goods that help people, Or, or it's someone whose social skills work so well that they they provide the glue in in the office when everybody's tense and they're on a deadline and this person is the glue that just makes them all work well together
3: we all have i I know one of those i actually work with one of those our front desk girl at the hotel has this innate ability to just bring ease and grace into any challenging situation and that's her i told her that so many times i'm like you have a gift Yeah,
2: this is is your. Yeah, no more. This is your gift. No more sniveling that I can't draw, I can't play music, I can't write books, uh, or only only 20 people (laughs) have heard my songs. Well, what if you knew that of those 20 listens that your website reports, one of them decided not to kill themselves because they were inspired by your work? That kind of thing happens,
1: and you usually don't hear
2: about it. 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 you can literally save somebody's life with a smile. You just don't know. And when your heart says go, go, and you will save the universe.
1: About validation, whatever your art is, you shouldn't wait for someone to validate it. Uh, you know, you might play a song on a website and only 20 people listen, and one person may not commit suicide because they heard your music. You shouldn't worry about whether you're validated with your art, whether it's you're the glue in the office or you're a painter, whatever it is. The fact that you're able to do something in a gifted way will affect someone. You have to trust in that and not worry about whether or not you ever find out who it touched.
2: And, and there's this tremendous side effect of the great joy and satisfaction that it will bring to you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Just the joy of creating whatever your creation is.
2: Yeah, because, you know, Gene, why do you write? Well, that's a silly question. I'm a writer. Well, how do you know that? Because well, I write. It's a circular sounding thing, but it's is what it is. Well, it, and you do it because it brings it, you joy. She was. She we you can't
3: not write. We
2: were first working together. She was feeling poorly. She was having illness. She was having stuff, and after listening about it for a very short number of mornings over coffee, I finally said, "How long's it been since you wrote something?" And she was like, "What?" <laughs> I said. Get your pen. Where's what? Write something. Anything. Write me a note. And,
3: and and one of my one of my one of my good friends, and probably the only person I would ever call. You know, a, my I, I I refer to him as my sensei because I using the word guru for him would just he he will come get me. Um, but I that was his answer as well. Write yourself back to health. That's what him and his wife said. So here's three people in my life that were saying, write yourself back to health. What are you doing? And she Why did. haven't you picked up your pen?
1: And I did it. And you did it. Of yeah, course. Absolutely. Of course, of course, because that is what you do.
3: Because well, that's what, that, yeah. And you know what? I haven't written anything in a really long time, but then now I have the radio show. So that's what I do right now. And that's where that now moment comes in. I'm still an author. I'm still an an artist who does painting. But I'm not doing them right now. Right now, I'm doing the radio show. When right now, the radio show is is my passion and is my healing tool and is my gift to the world. and, And that's my now. And who knows what I'm going to be doing tomorrow
1: well and, and I think it's great if you can experiment with different types of art in your life, and we we're all capable of doing this. you know, go out in your backyard and plant some flowers or work on your social skills and and get out in front of people don't don't hide in a closet you know get out there and experiment and try things All of that is living an artful life, and if you can live in the moment, live your art you're living with joy so hey experiment do the yeah. do the this show, and who knows what you're doing a year from now, but you're, follow, you're following your bliss.
2: Absolutely, and we 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 would have not. I didn't think about you know, five thousand listeners and this, and that, and the other thing when we started this. Did you, Jean? No, no.
3: no I, you I
1: started because never. it made sense to you. You were following an instinct. Uh, you were following that synchronicity. Yeah. And so we never, we we never do. hired
3: promoters. We never hired, you know, we didn't do commercials. We didn't advertise the show. It just grew. It grew on its own. It grew by word of mouth. It grew because it was meant to be. So right. it couldn't do anything other than grow and expand. And that's that's what you're you you're getting back to at the beginning of the show, where you're saying just follow follow the path, and everything will align for you at the right time, and, and everything that you need will be provided. And that is an absolute truth. It's a universal truth. It it works because it has to work.
2: It's There's the no way other way
3: works. for the universe to function. It's the way it works.
2: Everybody's it's the like way a, it
3: all works.
2: Where's the instruction manual? How does this work, this life-living thing? There
3: is, the instruction Follow manual. They put it in the Bible. It's called Ask and Ye Shall Receive.
2: Follow Here's your, passion. your
3: instruction manual
2: and and Ask it really and is receive. the people that you need will just show up they'll just go poof if they yeah, have to yeah. and and um it like jean said we not only don't plan the guests and and we get awesome people but they come at almost exactly the right time
1: well i was laughing that you were playing the aquarius song because i'm an aquarian and my birthday's in 2 weeks so when you when you when you, <laughs> when you went on break and you were playing that i was just giggling because you know I'm from the generation I remember the fifth, the fifth dimension and when when that song was popular. Right. Go so Aquarius. That's, so cool.
3: <laughs> That's so cool because he usually doesn't play that song first. He usually plays so, my song first.
0: <laughs> well, I, That's why I was
2: when I asked her if, if, it was, if she wanted to hear that. I was kind of asking permission not to play her favorite song first. <laughs>
1: Well, it was perfect for me because, you know, the Aquarian's about to have a birthday, and I just thought it was a scream. Awesome. So thank you. Happy birthday. See? That's hey. awesome.
2: See, the, the, the synchronicity. Everything happens and, for a
1: reason. Well, and the, there you synchronicities
2: go. These do, they begin to just become pervasive. And yeah. and it's stop and appreciate the tea-tiny little synchronicities that that song just made her giggle. That's made my whole day. I can go to bed now. I'm, I've done my thing today. You've done your thing. I made somebody giggle. And because that's enough, people. That changes the whole scene right there. Well, it you, you, know, the you know, the movie we're
3: talking,
1: You were talking earlier about if if somebody is sick in bed, and there could be someone listening right now that's you know struggling with a health issue and they're sick in bed and they can't even take that first step out of bed. Sometimes when things happen in your life that that you can't seem to get out of a rut or whatever it is, maybe you're meant to be there for a little while longer. Maybe if you're having a health issue and your body needs more time to heal, it's it's a lovely time to write a diary, pick up a book, try to sketch in bed. Maybe the universe is telling you to be quiet because there's something you can discover right in that moment. Absolutely. You know that there, there, there are two ways to, to look at um, adversity. When, when I, my kids were um, in junior high and uh, elementary school when my marriage fell apart, which was a mess because, you know, we had adopted kids and we'd been together for a long time. And and when I look back on that now, and it was such a difficult phase to go through, but it did something wonderful to my art. It deepened the books. It, it deepened what I was able to write. So if you're somebody who's trapped in bed and you have a health issue, maybe you need to be silent for a moment and and find out what you can discover right there. I think that's, that there are times when we think, You can't get past something bad. And what might really be happening is there's a goodness there that you have to let go and see.
2: And don't shoot the messenger.
1: Yes. (laughs) Don't ever shoot the messenger.
2: And the messenger could be that virus. That's what Jane was talking about when she said, make friends with your virus. Yeah. She wasn't really precisely saying invite them in and have a cold for the rest of your life. She was saying. Feel into it and see what's there because something's there. There's always there's something everywhere, people. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Yeah, there
1: there is. And 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 maybe Jean needed that month of quiet to do something that she might not have done in a busier time in her life.
2: Absolutely. And so the the making friends with your virus is in in a way being okay with where you are right now today. You just it is what it is. You are where you are. Yes. It's not a big deal.
1: Where, have you ever read those was. stories of um, Stephen Hawking, uh, the physicist in Great Britain, who's had um, – has he had MS his whole life?
2: Um, I can't
1: remember what the I can't remember
2: is. if he's got MS or ALS. I think he's got Lou, Gehrig, uh, is it, the thing it's Lou Gehrig's disease. Dude. Yeah, I think it's ALS, yeah. Lou Gehrig's.
1: I, I've read several accounts of people who have met him and say he is just the loveliest human being, happy, and look what he has achieved in his life despite a serious illness. So maybe he also was
2: supposed to him. kill him years ago if he listened to the physicians. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. What <laughs> is, is it? Despite well, they or is to it kill him, him years better. ago?
2: They, they, he wasn't supposed to live this long.
1: No, All he wasn't. Yeah, yeah he never was supposed to live until middle age.
2: So if you if you listen to the doctors, if if they tell you you're going to die, just go sit in the corner and wait. Don't take That's their nonsense.
1: Their, yeah, no, their, don't listen to them.
2: If 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 you've got mm-hmm. a uh, you know a bacterial infection and they say here take this antibiotic that mm-hmm. might be workable. Uh, But if they say go home and get comfortable with dying, ah, go home and get excited about living.
1: Right. Because every moment that you're alive is every moment that you are alive.
2: And really, it draws the life right through you into your tomorrow. And you just keep going. And, you know, we've had how many on on this show alone that that were – Okay, you know the every all the doctors, all the two of them are medical doctors themselves. So they were they knew yeah. how screwed they were. Okay.
3: I I actually asked Doctor Terry Walls on the air. I said, so so basically, what it comes down to, Doctor Walls, is you knew you were screwed, and she said, yes, I was screwed, but I was not accepting that as a
2: reality. And not
3: accepting it,
2: yes. And she found herself able to reach for the idea of being a little more comfortable or getting another month or two with her kids. And that led her to the, what has been for her and is now in some studies that she's doing because of her position um, has done for many other people with MS, which is to be recovered. She's not claiming she's cured anything, but she's now not the only one that has come out of that wheelchair and Look, you're in a wheelchair. You're going to die in three to six months, and it's years later, and she rides her bike five miles to and from work, ten miles a day. That's yeah. You not should
1: never, never give to up. to be possible. possible. Yeah, but, it, but we don't know what's possible. There are miracles every day.
2: The only way you know how far you can go is if you risk going a little too far.
1: Yes. Yes. Go a little mm-hmm. further than you think you can go. And again, and that—that's those are those baby steps that lead to greater, greater things
2: absolutely don't don't wait for the you know life changing invention to appear in your head. No. Get up, go ahead and get up and have some fun yeah. along the way, and then it might appear in your head if that's what you're supposed to do. If that's your gift it'll appear
3: well, I'm telling you that well, I was lying on my back writing my third book about getting better because I couldn't do anything other than lie on my back and after watching two weeks of Disney videos just to get to the point where I could pick up my pen because i had to get myself in an emotional state of mind that i could actually pick up my pen with some semblance of hope in my heart that things would improve i certainly wasn't planning on a year and a half later living in my dream home in the mountains of quebec doing a radio show that was not anywhere in my you know vision of the future so
1: well i think yes. if we if we're open to something good happening, 10 times out of 10, something better than you expect will happen. And and that's what happened to you. You you had to pick up the pen and then look at where it led.
2: And not insist that things turn out the way you think they're going to turn out. Don't hold on to that. that,
1: and, And, you know, a lot of the things that we think we want don't really turn out to be all so great for ourselves. So sometimes it's better just to get what you get and find the joy in that.
2: Absolutely, I think everybody, or a lot of people, have had the experience of you're waiting on a paycheck, or you're waiting on your allowance, or uh, as a kid, or what you're waiting on this sum of money because you have this list of things you're going to buy and do and stuff. Right. And, and then you get that paycheck, you go cash it. The money's in your hand, and you you don't hardly give half a thought to half of that list. You think about them just briefly, and you go, Yeah, no, I don't really.
1: Well, all I can tell you is I came into my own as a writer during the worst time of my life when when it would have been crazy to start writing books because my marriage had ended. I had four kids, but I sat down because I knew that was when I was supposed to do it. And here I am, I don't know, six, seven years later with three books out, and they're doing well, and I, I just trusted it. You know, I didn't wait for the money. I, I I just trusted that this is what I'm meant to do right now, and somehow it'll work out. And and there were there were years where it was very difficult, raising four kids and trying to get a novel written, and it was tough.
2: And and but, now you have one that's brushing its head against the picking yeah, top 100.
1: Yeah, last weekend, Second Chance Grill uh, made it to uh, 113 on the Amazon uh, bestseller list. So I got really close to the top 100.
2: And – and folks, there's a lot of books on Amazon. The top one hundred is a really, really big deal.
1: Yes, I think. Uh, unless,
2: <laughs> unless you've written a book on quantum particle physics where there's only five other books. You know, well, the,
1: the, the top one hundred are the top one hundred, you know, books selling right now and it got to one thirteen and and it's funny because I, I always think of thirteens uh, as lucky because I met my children on Friday the thirteenth. So I that's was joke awesome. to that that thirteens are lucky. So I, I thought it was very amusing that that it got all the way to one thirteen.
2: That, that's amazing that you met your kids on Friday the thirteenth.
1: Yeah, Friday kids the thirteenth is
2: a is a date that's very near and dear to Jane's heart. Oh, is it
1: really? Mine it too,
3: is. really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. I like Friday um, the thirteenth. it's it's always been meaningful in my life. Friday the thirteenth has always been a very powerful day for me. Yeah, so it, it certainly
1: was for that's me. That's super cool. Yeah, I think it's like a great example
2: of, you know, if you push against something and fear something and and all, it turns out kind of icky. But if you don't, if you just let it be what it be, it can be one of the most powerful dates in your life. You yeah. never know. And so don't push stuff away. It's here. What 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 are you going to do? Here it is. <laughs>
1: Well, what, you really. it is you really what it is. Said it, but you said don't fear it. Just push push fear away and trust that things will work out. Yeah. Don't fear, don't wake up with fear. I mean, in fact, just wake up open to, you know, something good will happen.
2: I mean, if you somebody's got a gun in your face, then
1: okay, and well, you, then, you feel scared, you fear.
2: that's what fear's for. Right. It is times like that. But it's not for, you know, maybe if I don't say the right words tomorrow, I'll get evicted in 6 months. But what? That's that's I, I was listening to Wayne Dyer talking about uh illness in the I think power of intention and he said he was at his went to his little exercise place and he was on the treadmill and there was a fellow on the treadmill next to him and he could tell the guy had a cold uh or something uh, because he was sniffling and so he said how long have you been sick and the fellow looked at him and he said in 3 weeks it'll be a month <laughs> And, and
1: well, Wayne, that's not an optimist.
2: <laughs> Wayne was like, really? Did you – what? <laughs> and, wow. and So – but it is sort of sometimes even on a subconscious level, we kind of do that, you know. And, and um, you know, I, I love how all the major national – in the United States anyway, all the major national weather outfits now have flu maps and allergy maps. And they tell you you're going to feel bad tomorrow. And I'm like, people, quit. No, I'm not. <laughs> quit watching that, or at least notice that there's a banner usually at the bottom of the screen saying that this segment is being sponsored by Claritin allergy control pills. Why oh, yeah. would they, Why would that be the case? Oh, well, because Claritin cares about your allergies. Yeah, they care that you get some, so you'll buy their pills. You know, and it's not like it's a best conspiracy. There's many people in the medical establishment and the pharmaceutical establishment and everywhere else. They're convinced that what they're doing is the right thing. But don't plan on, you know, we're saying don't hold on to outcomes of good things. Let them happen the way they happen. Well, for heaven's sakes, don't plan on in three more weeks of this sickness, I'll be sick for a month. (laughs) Just don't do
1: that. No, don't do that. That's just nonsense
2: we we don't feel around an everyday connection that we have exactly the right to tell anybody what to do but occasionally when something just makes no sense was we'll don't do that just don't, don't do, do that, that.
1: it's cool Well, I, I think a lot of fear is driven by our doubts because deep down many people feel i'm not worth it well of course you're worth it what what would make you think that you're not worth it and yet the person next to you is, is worth it you know you talk about people waiting until they have the money to to follow that dream whatever that dream is Follow it right now. You are worth it. You're just waiting for the money. You're using that as an excuse. If you, if you really want to follow a dream, know in your heart that you are worth it and start following your dream.
2: Absolutely. And, and it, it, it certainly has been working beautifully for you. And as happens sometimes, here we are bumping up against time to announce websites and all that stuff, and we have barely scratched the surface of your books. Um,
1: well, it's women's fiction. Uh, they're very. Uh, I think I like to think that I write uplifting fiction. They have a lot of comedy and um, uh, they're, they're stories of how people connect. It's it's the kind of feel good fiction that uh, I, I think a lot of women enjoy. Although I shouldn't just say women. I, I've I've had quite a few men reading the books, which which surprises me. I think we should get rid of that whole notion of women's fiction and just. It's contemporary fiction with mystery and romance and comedy.
2: It's human fiction.
1: Yes, it's the type of stories that will make you feel good when you get to the last page.
2: Which are wonderful. and uh, It is one of the things I thought was great that uh, you came along when you did, because the last several authors we've had have sort of been, and you know everybody that listens, that we love them. But they've all sort of been, you know, well, I was at death's Door and then I found the way, and I've written it down, and they have a book, which is full of beautiful information. But there really is something to be said, and movie fans know this, unless you're going to see nothing but horror pictures, because you like adrenaline. Um, That's what television's about. It's adrenaline addiction.
1: Yeah, it is. um,
2: But going and seeing a movie like, that has really nothing to do with nothing but is an uplifting and, 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 and even inspiring, but even if it's just uplifting or just humor generating, uh, can be such a wonderful little vacation. It really can. and, 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 and anything that can, if you're in a funky vibration, anything that can pull you into a different space for a minute is a gift from God. And, um, One that should be treasured, like Treasure Me.
1: Like Treasure Me, exactly, like one of the books.
2: Which was a a Next Generation Indie Awards finalist, 2012.
1: Yes, it it sure was. And and oddly enough, it was uh, inspired by uh, the the Postels, the family in the book are um, inspired by my French relatives who came to Charleston uh, in the 1600s. And I was living in Ohio when I wrote the book, and I now live in Charleston. So who knew? (laughs) Things just. Who happened knew? for a reason. Yeah, who knew? Right. You know, you have have good intentions and it all works out. And the the third book, um, the Tree of Everlasting Knowledge, is uh, is a more serious book. It's it's also very uplifting, but it it deals a lot with um, adoption. It's it's definitely the most. It, I wouldn't call it autobiographical, but it deals with a lot of what I learned uh, going through the process of adopting kids and helping children heal. So well, it's a it's a deeper fiction than the other two books.
2: Again, like I said, I I, I don't belittle the, the serious books, uh and the, the the deeper books at all. But I I love a good just sit down and read and giggle out loud while you're reading Yeah a story every once in a while, you know?
1: Well Treasury it, and, and Second Stance Grill are are the more uplifting, upbeat type of fiction and and really, that make you feel good.
2: You know. Talking about these things and researching them ja's the doesn't do any research brings the audience point of view. I sort of look at folks a little enough to know that they'd like to come on our show and um uh, but in and amongst all of that, I love to just you know do something silly and yeah, uh, like Jane said, she was in a really bad way, so she watched Disney movies for days and laughed until she laughed herself better.
1: And, and laughter could be such a healing medicine. Oh, you it never is. underestimate it. Never underestimate it.
2: Laugh every day if you can, even yeah. if it's just at how ridiculous the day is. Whatever. You find something, laugh at it. It'll help people. It really will. So I've put your link in the chat room several times, and, and we'll have it on the archive on our website along with the links to let people click right over to your books. Um, but we do, as we mentioned, have a, a – podcast listening audience that is Legion. And so uh for our friends in podcast land, it's Christine Nolfe, C H R I S T I N E Nolfi, N O L F I. I hope I'm saying that halfway correct. Yes you are. Um, and it's it's Christine dot com. And uh from right there you can there's the links to the books. You can find Christine's uh Facebook, Twitter, uh All the good stuff is there. I kind of, it's neat to be prepared and have 17 links for people, but it's also wonderful for me when they have, I can put one link and you can get everything from there.
1: Yes. You can get everything from that one link.
2: And, um, uh, and we do encourage folks, uh, we'll have links on our archive, but also you can go right to Christine's website and click her links. Um, every little, every little bit helps. And, uh, uh but in, enjoy and uh, goodness gracious thank you for sharing your incredible story with us
1: Rick and Jean thank you for the opportunity this was this was so enjoyable thank you
2: and uh powerful journey that it was and 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 we tell we tell people every show how you want a powerful journey in your life take that next step however small or big it might seem if it feels right Feels like the next thing, it's the next thing, and um, and even if they're small steps, they add up to the incredible adventure we call life with your everyday connection. How am I doing, boss? Are you there? Hello, me. No, no, Jane. She's gone away, I guess.
1: Oh, Cassie? No, you
3: know what? I forgot. I had hit my mute button. Ah. The dogs were. Make a noise. So, yeah, I was saying you were doing great. You're doing fantastic. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, thanks for spending your time with us because it's just, that's one of genes in my joys is hearing people's stories. It's just cool.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity.
2: All right, folks, we have a calendar here somewhere. Ah, yes, next week we have we – we have Kim Cameron on Tuesday and then our good friend Ron Lewis will be joining us again on uh Thursday and uh when when we come in on Tuesday I'm sure we'll mention that Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States cuz I like that guy. I think he's cool.
3: <laughs> and uh he's definitely on our list of
1: really cool people.
2: Right? Yeah. And Yeah. Welcome to the list, Christine. Welcome to the EC family. Thank you. Uh, and I have put that up in the uh, chat room for folks as well. We talked about the Sea Veg. The it, it's from yeah, his I was company. Yeah,
3: say, speaking of E.P. family. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's, it's his website is farm a the letter A C S E A Pharmacy dot com, and um, you don't need to follow any special links. There'll be links on our on our show pages, but you just go and. Uh, Add some sea veg to your cart, and then there'll be a place for a coupon code, and you put "ec family," and uh, because that's what we call all of our listeners and guests, uh, because they do become our family, and we want to thank you for showing up, Uh, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. So, it's a one-time coupon. He said, so it it should work. It may work even if you've already ordered from them, but uh, certainly you'll get 15% off your first order, and. uh, we love that when they give us the good stuff and uh, yeah see there's James with our family and just a shout out to our chat room tonight we've got James and Peter and Hawkeye and and a guest uh, I hate to just rattle off those numbers because you're not numbers you're people and we're thrilled that you're here with us tonight um, so join us again and, and
3: again <laughs> uh, well, wait. we got a shout out to the podcast listeners
2: because oh, yeah. uh,
3: they are legion
2: Indeed, and dedicated. We had a little trouble uh, over at Apple, iTunes. They lost us for a little bit, and uh, but our listenership only went down just a just a little. Uh, So you guys had us tuned in and programmed in, and uh, hey, you know, all you got to do is hit the subscribe button. It's free, and then every Wednesday and Friday morning, when you wake up, there'll be a brand new Everyday Connection on your iPod. You can go jog to it, except you'll probably have to or
3: clean the house to it.
2: Yeah. You probably have to stop
3: because
2: you'll be in awe. Because we go speechless every once in a while, and my sister, partner, co-host over here is a wordsmith. And when we make her speechless, I'm always impressed. (laughs) (laughs) It
3: takes work. It's you know what? It it seems to be getting increasingly easier. Um, There's so many freaking incredible human beings.
2: I just like that. Just happens, you know. if you get fascinated with life, life will be fascinating. It's, yes. Was it mm-hmm. Einstein that said there's really only one important choice to make? You either live in a friendly universe yeah. or a hostile universe? I vote friendly, and it just gets better. It's like a snowball. I'm all for friendly. Yeah. Absolutely. Friendly's good. So uh, join us on Tuesday for uh, Kim. Between then, have a wonderful weekend. And?
3: To each other, to the planet. And to yourself, stay connected. See, the dogs agree. Night, everybody. Night, everybody.
2: (laughs) We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.